0: When you're getting back into your busy fall routine but still want to make every breakfast count, try Blue Apron's new ready-to-cook meals that offer your favorite fresh quality ingredients ready in minutes. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and health-conscious offerings. Get a $100 gift card, plus enjoy $130 off across your first six orders when you place an order by September 23rd. Visit blueapron.com unique2022. You know how when you eat a marshmallow, you always
1: wish it were toasted, but you're still happy because it's a marshmallow? We're like that, but a video game podcast. We're the 3-Bit Gamer Show. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and download our show on iTunes and Google Play. Broadway Media Podcast Network.
2: Come on, Brad, get with us. For hell's sakes.
1: Christ! I, I didn't know I came to cook. I just thought I came to look. No, you you got you, you got to cook. You're a professional. Hey, next week, three days, our buddy turns ninety-eight. Really? Yeah. Joe McQueen. Yeah. How's he feeling? Pretty good. He's been doing really good. He's is he, getting ready to go to Arkansas. Is he going to drive? He's going to drive to Arkansas. He's got Jeez. what? His daughter there, or his? His uh, wife's sister. Nice. And she's going to be 100. <sighs> Joe McQueen. Oh, man. He's crazy for driving that far. My dad won't let me talk about him at the house anymore. Why? Because he because he ran over you. Well, no, not because of that. But but uh, you know, my dad's always tell me, Brad, it's it's hell getting old. This isn't working <laughs> anymore, Brad. <laughs> you know, how old's your dad? Uh, my dad's twenty eight years older than me, so I'm forty five. So what is my dad? Sixty five. Sixty five. Seven. Is he sixty five or seventy two?
2: Brad, I don't know if he's twenty years older <laughs> than you, and you're twenty eight. Twenty
1: eight years. He's twenty eight years. Twenty eight years. Than you. Yeah.
2: So he's uh, seventy three. Seventy three. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so, and you know, when he complains, I'll, I'll tell him, I was like, well, Joe told me, Dad. <laughs>
2: all right, are we recording this right now, yeah. by the way? This is all part of the Double Shot podcast here on right. the Let's Go Eat show. It's the Let's Go Eat show, Double Shot. Uh, it's it's kind of a lazy way to do a, a second show. For those that are still hungry? N- yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Uh, or, no, who want a double shot of whatever you're pouring. Oh. Uh. Have you tried that new gin by the way? Did you the see that Madame, Madame Petrini? I haven't yet. It's I, man I scarfed down that. Somebody brought me a bottle, I don't know who did, but it was on my desk.
1: Well, it is showed, it a, Ogden yeah. made, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, Ogden's own. And man, that it's good. It's good. I like gin that tastes like a christmas tree. That has the juniper taste to it. I like to the it.
1: juniper taste too, yeah. an awful lot.
2: And a lot of gins now, they kind of you know they mellow them out, and they put some different stuff in them. Cucumbers, and, yeah. I don't flower petals. Mm-hmm. I just don't generally care for that. Yeah, yeah. Although there is a Russell's Russell's Old Tom Gin. Uh, it's a it's kind of a brown it's brown. Color. Yeah. yeah, I
1: yeah. I got that one year for Valentine's Day with a ex girlfriend. That was some good gin.
2: That's pretty good, and it uh, it's it's one of the few what do they call them botanical gin mm-hmm. gins or whatever that I really like. Uh, it's, it's yeah. It's good. Brad Wheeler on uh, the double shot with us, and uh, you know we never really know what yeah, we're going to yeah. talk about. Why is Brad Wheeler here? Well, he just came to um, say hi, essentially, and visit. Uh, bad Brad from um, mm. KRCL.
1: Great. Well, and, you know, and I got to say, I, I don't know. It's been a year now. It was a year ago yesterday that I got out of the hospital, and I want to say that you're a good friend of mine, and that you came and visited me quite a bit at the house. And uh, I, I just want to say, Bill Allred's a hell of a guy.
2: Well, you know, you were all drugged up. I only came. I only came <laughs> once. <laughs> I came one. <laughs> and you're you're all drugged up, and but he you know.
0: did leave a cardboard cutout of himself <laughs> that they would then just bring over and put by your bedside, and you'd
2: thought he was there. I would like to take the I would like to take the compliment you did of
1: a, <laughs> try and call me a couple times to yeah. get me out of the house and go walking though as sure. well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and
2: uh, I, I was really nice visiting you at your place that day though, and I was uh, who, there was a woman there who's a baker.
1: Yeah, from our, our friends from over at uh, um, Carlucci's. Carlucci's. Yeah. Teresa from Teres- Carlucci's Bakery.
2: Yeah, she's she was really nice, and I was nice to talk to her that or day. Was too. her
1: dad your doctor? or
2: Yeah, her dad, uh, I guess, who just retired, was a, a physician's aide to my uh, uh, back surgeon. Her dad's name was Steve, I think I want to say. Anyway. Uh so uh I I don't know I was thinking about uh, Mother's Day. Yeah. And I was That's, thinking it's about today, uh, the day this comes out is Mother's Day. Yeah. And I was thinking about uh Arctic Circle. Well, uh, are, are they connected? No. Okay. Well I can connect I can connect anything. I know you can't. Yeah. It's
0: a skill you have.
2: Uh and I uh, I was thinking about the argument we had
1: about your name. Okay. Which, uh, also
0: not connected to Arctic Circle.
1: Which Brad heard. Mother. It is connected to Mother's Day, though. Yeah, that's they, true. Yeah.
2: And Brad heard that argument, and Brad agrees with me. People don't, <laughs> people don't understand subtlety. It's just got to be all one thing or another. Aren't you going to respond to that, Dylan? I don't understand what you're talking about. See, because you don't get subtlety. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You don't get subtlety. Oh, I can no. say that you're named after Dylan Thomas. Okay. And and then I can say and your middle name Robert is a nod to Bob is a nod to Bob Dylan. Okay. But I can also say you are not named after Bob Dylan.
0: But why can't why can't I decide that? It's my Be- name. Because it's my name.
2: You can't decide it because your mother and I decided it.
0: All right, listen, Is, Ralph if, William Allred. Yeah.
2: If you want to have a sex change operation, <laughs> maybe we'll talk.
0: You had a sex change operation?
2: Uh, and the, and Dylan, somebody else pointed out to me, uh, which I'd forgotten, somebody while we were doing the show uh, pointed out to me, that Bob Dylan took his name from oh, that's Dylan true. Thomas. That's
1: very, very true. It's full
2: circle, baby.
1: <laughs> Dylan Thomas all the way around. That just blew my mind a little bit right there. Can't argue, can yeah. you? No, that's I, that's totally true.
2: It is so Dylan Thomas. And you know what pisses me off, too, is that my guess is you have never read a <laughs> fucking word that Dylan Thomas wrote. Ever. And that's on you. That's your fault. You're right. No, you're right.
1: You never took him to any of the poetry parties and stuff when he was younger? Mm, a couple, maybe, at, at Carol's.
0: Couple. Maybe, but I didn't read anything. <laughs>
2: We're I'm not going to read anything.
0: <laughs> I don't even know if I can read. I just came for the
2: hors d'oeuvres <laughs> yeah.
0: and yeah. the waffle. That's very true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what is, So what are you doing for your mother, Dylan, my ex-wife for Mother's Day?
0: Um I uh, some flowers. I ordered a, like a professional mm-hmm. expensive bouquet of flowers. And okay. uh
2: doing a It's a big horseshoe that says good luck on right. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Leftover from the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a discount. Or it says R or it says R. I. P. on
1: yeah. it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh and and I'm doing some electrical chores around the house. Uh mm. rewiring some light fixtures that she wants mm. updated.
2: What's your mom's name, Brad? Pat. I don't know if I've met Pat before. Pat Wheeler. Pat Wheeler. And she worked at... Uh, she does, works still, still at works at Weber the, State. At Weber State. Yep. Been there for years, right? I
1: think she's getting ready to retire this she year. Admi- she does admissions, or what does uh, she do? No, she works in career services. She's the recruiting coordinator. She finds people jobs. Brad. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, I've never wanted her to find my job. I don't know. We we don't want to go into (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) At least get some advice. She also teaches the dress for success class, which is another. Oh, yeah, you've known. I'm I'm a big thorn in her side. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that one. You
0: need
2: that. Yeah. Uh, Now, you went to uh,
1: Catholic school.
2: Is that, that what you're going to say? Yeah. Well, did you go to Weber? Yeah, I went to Weber did State. Did you finish?
1: Yep. Got my degree in anthropology, archaeology, and mm-hmm. art. That's, That's been helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like the alliteration mm-hmm. of
1: it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nice. But you enjoyed doing it. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Weber There's, State was a – you went to Weber State. Sure. Yeah. It was a. I.
2: I mean, even uh, back when I went there and when it wasn't a university, uh, it was still a great school for – what well, was a great school for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, you know, everybody kind of overlooked it because it was small and it was a, 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 a commuter considered a commuter, commuter school, college, yeah. commuter campus. And I think that's less now, right?
0: They're trying to get away. They're trying to – I went to Weber as well. They're trying to get away from that. They built new dorms on mm-hmm. campus and they're trying to yeah. get – but it's still pretty commuter.
2: Well, but you still. But now you get a lot more people coming from out of state and to think, go to Weber. Are they like developing yeah, like ski
1: teams and uh, mountain bike teams and stuff like yeah. that as well? Yeah. yeah.
2: Grown. It's a good school. So, but but so even back then when it was Weber College and you could still smoke in the Shepherd Union building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was uh, it was good. You know, I was in the theater department, and, and it, but it was overlooked because it was small. But we used to do uh, theater p- plays and stuff that were every bit as good as stuff you'd see at the University of Utah. It's just that sure. people didn't pay much attention to it because it was always oh, just Weber. You know, but I I liked going there. I um, bleed purple still.
0: Speaking of just uh, to change the subject a little bit, I was talking to a listener of the podcast about you, Bill, the other day, mm-hmm. uh, and about hippies. And I said, "Oh, Bill was a Bill was a hippie," and he said, "Really?" And I said, "Yes." Bill went to Hate Ashbury, yeah, in the '60s, and hung out with a motorcycle gang. Who was uh, wait? Well. <laughs> Can you tell, will you tell well, that
1: story a, on the that's a little, I didn't hang out. I thought out. you had an aversion to motorcycle gangs. <laughs> well, I do.
2: <laughs> but that depends what chapter, that, I that guess. developed later. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, I went to San Francisco in 1967. Uh, right. Summer, the summer of love. Was that the year
1: the song came out? I think I'm so. I'm going to San Francisco.
2: Francisco. <laughs> be sure to put some flowers in your hair. Uh, uh, I think it was. Um, Why did you go? I, well, because I wanted to go be a part of the scene and see what was happening. And I piled into a car with uh, uh, people that I don't even remember their most of their names, or and I have no idea where they are now. How could he say no to free love, Dylan? Yeah. <laughs> I've never had that chance. So we we drove to San Francisco. Oh, no, we went to L.A. first, I believe. I can't remember which place we went to first. Now, we were with somebody who was in a a band at the time, and the band was called The Runaways. And they had... uh, The girl band, The Runaways? No, no, it was before them, and it was a local band. But they had made some... Uh, in, in in some forays into the music scene in L.A., mm-hmm. they were from from Ogden, but they're pretty good, and they had you know made a couple of connections. And so we went to L.A. and um, I forget where we hung out in L.A., but I remember distinctly going to this house in Laurel Canyon. Mm. And I forget I used to remember the name of the guy. I'd have to I could look at an album. Uh, he was a uh, a music producer. He had produced the first. He were, produced Laura Nero's first album, and uh, I think he had produced the Association albums. Well, Geffen was their agent at the time. Yeah, it wasn't David Geffen. I, if I looked at so anyway, he had this house in Laurel Canyon, and these guys from this band, or one of them, knew, kind of knew him, and we went there and hung out a little bit. That was pretty cool. He, he had a he had a, like a pet Kuda Monday or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and I remember walking into the kitchen and opening the refrigerator. I was hungry, and there was a bowl of guacamole and a bottle of tequila in the refrigerator, and and nothing else. And then uh, we drove from there to uh, San Francisco, and and s- slept in the car for three or four days. You know, just parked on the street. How old were you this time? Oh, uh, seventeen, maybe. Yeah. And, uh, I'm sure your
0: mother was very happy about this whole trip.
2: Well, she wasn't, but what could she say? Well, you were Mom, seventeen. I'm going to I'm going to get in this car with these hippies, and we're going to drive to San Francisco. Well, I don't want you to do that. Well, that's,
1: sorry. That's what I'm going to do. So, okay. Be careful. Yeah, that's all you, she could do. Seventeen though is the easy time to sleep in a car in, yeah. in your life. <laughs> I spent some time. I spent a lot of time in cars at seventeen as well.
2: So, so you know, parked along the streets around uh, Golden Gate Park in the Hay Ashbury district, mm-hmm. and just smoking lots and lots of marijuana. And uh, uh, that's where I dropped my first, had my first acid experience. Is sitting on a LSD experience for those of you who don't know what that is. <laughs> sitting on a hill. <laughs> uh in uh, Golden Gate Park and uh there were you know hippies and bubbles and people running around and dancing and then somebody passing around this bottle uh and what is this? And it's uh, it's a uh, liquid acid. Uh just dip your finger in it and then suck your finger. Okay. Woo and uh but the very first uh, LSD I took was the classic a purple owsley. Now purple owsley was an aspirin tablet with a purple dot of acid on it, Uh, liquid acid. And that's how you took it was uh, the vehicle for it was the the aspirin tablet. And uh, Owsley, I forget his first name, was a wealthy chemist, Mm -hmm. very wealthy chemist who knew how to synthesize LSD. And he would just synthesize it and put it out on the street for free. Mm -hmm. Just whoever wanted it, you could have it. Because, man, it's, it's, it would enlighten you. you know?
0: I've heard about um, around this time, it wasn't illegal.
2: and It, it was be... illegal by then, I think.
0: Okay. I, would, I don't remember who was telling this story about you could go into a bar and it would be listed on the menu with the drinks.
2: I don't know about that. Mm. But but I know what, there was a time, time uh, before that. Shortly, my girlfriend at the time, as a matter of fact, uh, had come from... Uh, I think San Jose. She had lived in San Jose for quite some time, and when she was like fourteen, she shouldn't have been been able to do it that young. She talked her way into it, or something. She went and was part of an LSD experiment at a at a school at a school in San Jose or Santa Cruz, one place like that. How
1: long did you trip that first time?
2: Oh, uh, a few hours, I think.
1: I went um, to a Grateful Dead show when I was. 17 in Boulder and I met some hippies and they asked me like what number was this for me mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know what they were talking about and they said how many shows have you been to and I was like this is my first show and they said well maybe we ought to dose you up now <laughs> and I was all dose <laughs> <laughs> you know what? and uh, he said yeah put out your hand so he put out my hand and he pulled this food coloring bottle out mm-hmm. and went to put a drop in my hand and accidentally squozed the whole bottle in my hand Ooh and then I heard everybody at the same time go, like
2: "Whoa!"
1: <laughs> and then uh, I, it didn't. It looked obscene to me. I was like, "What is this?" I mean, this doesn't. You, know, this doesn't look right. And he's like, "That's acid, and it doesn't matter because it's going into your skin." And I tripped.
2: You did it through you, so it just absorbed into your skin. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I tripped for three days. i bad! Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah,
2: and it, you know, it was not a bad experience uh, at all. Uh, I rather me. liked it. Yeah, it was very pleasant and <laughs> sure. just kind of wandering around. And I remember looking in this window. There's a uh, uh, a record store, and there were some records in the in the window. And it was at night, but the the window was lit up. And I remember specifically seeing this album by a band I'd never heard of at the time, and it was Vanilla Fudge. And I'm <laughs> looking at this record uh, cover of Vanilla Fudge, and it was their first album. And I'm looking at it, going, "Man, I can hear that album. I can <laughs> hear it, man." God, that's great! This is a great record. Fucking hippie, stoned out, you know. But it was really pleasant. And then the next day, more acid, sitting there on the hill. And then the motorcycle thing comes in with. Um,
0: <laughs> well, is it <laughs> is it true that you you do acid or LSD once and it's great, but it's never the same again? Right? Is it like uh, cocaine in that where the first high
1: you're always kind of? For me, it was well way. you yeah. had a you yeah. had
0: forty people's worth of acid
1: your first yeah. time i've i't i've never been that high, nor do I ever expect to be that high again
2: yeah i uh, uh i did it a couple of times in San Francisco and it was pretty terrific and then um when I got back and did it a few more times a couple three more times, but it wasn't as good and a couple of times it wasn't pleasant it was
1: God, I don't like. It's kind of like Star Wars, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you're like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Now, <laughs> what? There's an, or yeah, there's another Star Wars movie now.
0: <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what? Yeah. What makes it unpleasant yeah. versus pleasant? Uh, For those of us maybe who don't know,
1: maybe who you're with, it and has maybe a lot to do with it, and who
2: and how it's made. I had some shitty companions uh, the next couple of few times I did it, and man, it just wasn't. Uh, and I, got, and I got turned off to marijuana as well. I, did, I stopped liking that pretty, you know, by the time I was, I don't know, when I was at college, I'd, you know, I'd get high every once in a great while, but then I just kind of stopped doing it because I found that really alcohol was my drug of choice. That's the one I, want, I would use most, and that's the one I liked the best. So. but uh, So the motorcycle gang thing. Right. So I remember the night we got into San Francisco, and it was night, foggy. We were in a car, and I remember hearing this rumble of, you know, mo- and it was motorcycles. And coming through the fog and going slowly down the street were uh, these big motorcycles, and it was the Hells Angels. Is this the
1: first time you've ever seen a motorcycle gang? Or had you Probably. seen one in Ogden before, but—
2: no, because no. I think back then the Sundowners who who originated in Ogden. I think they were still riding mopeds and shit. <laughs> I
1: think really they started out being pretty Mickey Mouse. But, but but that feeling of seeing a motorcycle gang for the first time. Or, yeah. Excuse me, just in case club motorcycle club, club. I don't want anybody coming to my house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah But mm. it's it's a thing you'll never forget. Yeah, yeah. And the Hell's and, Angels uh, are the from San Francisco. They're the trip. ones, man. Right? Yeah, they're right. The,
2: yeah, from the be- from Oakland. Yeah, they're the, the ones. Oakland chapter was the motherfuckers. You know, Sunny Barger and yeah. Uh, so uh, so anyway, the, see the motorcycles, and then uh, the next day or the day after, word is spreading around. It's like news. You know, oh my God, there was a somebody uh, somebody in a car smashed into one of them mm. and killed him, and and his name was Chocolate George.
0: <laughs>
2: the that was the uh, Hell's Angel who was killed. And it was not a – I mean it was an accident and I don't remember that there were any – there was any talk of nor do I think there was any retribution by the club against whoever did it. It was an accident and they recognized that. And But they – so there was a big motherfucking funeral in Golden Gate Park for Chocolate George hmm. and I was there. Because it was a public funeral, and it was, uh, yeah, they put his colors out, and they a lot of them came up and took a leak on his colors, and <laughs> because uh, you know it was, and I'm just sitting up there on the hill, you know, kind of tripping out, going, "Wow, is, <laughs> <laughs> holy hell, this is how you many?" Know. I would quit drugs after watching that, maybe too. Like <laughs> and then I looked, uh, <laughs> I looked it up later on, and you can find accounts of it if you if you just, if you just Google Chocolate George. You will find uh, several articles about this big funeral that took place in Golden Gate Park in the summer of love, nineteen sixty-seven, and uh, those are those are my primary memories of that that trip. I don't remember driving down there, and I don't remember driving back, but we all got back in one piece, and you know.
0: that's that's major hippie cred, I think. And then my
2: senior year of high school, I had certain teachers who uh, would say to me. Would you, uh, I think I talked about four of them, I forget which teacher it was, but said, would you mind coming and talking to me and a few of the other teachers about what you did down there in San Francisco? I mean, what it was like and
1: what was going on there? Because, I mean, they were genuinely curious. Like they wanted to know, because they wanted to go? Not or necess- because they wanted to
2: not necessarily know the
1: symptoms think, of what other kids might
2: be? I think they just wanted to understand what was happening in the in the cultural zeitgeist at the time and... Kind of get a feeling for it, and one know. of those teachers wasn't Mr. Russo, was it? No, I, Mr. Russo was. I had Mr. Russo in uh, junior high. He was a, my Latin teacher in junior high.
1: And he was then, my
2: principal in high school. Yeah, and then he moved on to be a principal at St. Joe's. And he's Miss Ralph Russo is the guy. I the only, the I think no, I've been to the monastery since then. But we were we were in uh, junior high. One of the things you could do if you wanted was go on a field trip up to the monastery in Huntsville. And uh, Ralph Russo was the one who organized that. And we went up and, and we could t- toured the whole monastery, what it was. It wasn't very big. And then uh, had lunch with the monks up there. And it was, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. So happy Mother's Day, Mom. Well, I miss my mom. What yeah. are
1: you going to do for your mom? Going to go up and hang out with her, sit on the couch and probably update her phone and computer yeah. gadgets yeah, I mean, and yeah. we'll we'll watch her do Needlepoint and talk about my grandma and Mm-hmm. Talk about her mom. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And then probably call my sister in Holland and check in with her too. What's your sister doing in Holland? She teaches English. She married a Dutchman, I want to say maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. that good? It's kind of a point of contention in her family a little bit. Why? Well, you, they say you can always tell a Dutchman, but you can never tell him much. They're, just, <laughs> they're really stubborn people. Yes, they are. <laughs> No, I've, I've heard that. I they're mean, good-hearted. Uh, their Their heart is is uh, as strong as their head. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God bless them.
2: Mm. No, I, <laughs> I know. So I don't understand this. Maybe I'm going to have to ask somebody. Maybe your sister knows. Uh, I was when I was a kid working in a bakery, uh, uh, Joe's Homemade Bakery in Ogden, and uh, uh, the the Alchemaws owned it. Mm. Lloyd Lloyd Alchemaw and mm-hmm. his wife I can't think of her name. Um, and uh, anyway, I would, uh, uh, would I'd be cutting uh, bread or you know working in the bakery, and Lloyd Alkmaal, the owner, he'd come around and he'd say, "Hey, you got a Dutch tongue?" And I'd say, "What does that mean?" He said, "You use your you use your tongue while you're working. You know, you're you're doing this. You know, you're going <laughs> and kind of have you seen you've seen people do that yeah. when they're trying to figure something out, and all of a sudden their tongue is sticking out of their yeah. out of their mouths, and they're kind of going. Mm-mm. He said, that's Dutch tongue. I know. I never knew what that meant exactly, but I don't think I do it anymore either. When I'm, I don't know. Of course, I, don't
0: I, don't I, don't, I haven't worked
1: in a bakery for a long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's only when you're in a bakery that
1: maybe
2: it happens. Maybe, uh, maybe. I
1: thought you were going to talk about Dutch letters because they have all sorts of weird Dutch treats and stuff like that. Did they make you make the Dutch letters? Mm-mm. They make these like uh, cinnamon paste and dough letter S's. Mm. My family goes crazy for them when we go back to Iowa because my the town my dad's from is next to Pella, Iowa, which is the I believe the highest concentration of Dutch people in America. So much so they even imported a windmill over from Holland, which is why he didn't want your Exactly. your sister to Ex- marry a Dutchman cuz yeah, he knew him too well. He knew him too well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny.
2: I uh yeah, I'd love Have you ever been to have you ever been to visit your sister? I'm the only one that
1: you would think that I would have been the first and the one to have gone the most to Holland, but I'm I still haven't gone there. Where yet. does she live in Holland? I want to say she was in Drottning. She she was living. I think she was living in Drottning. Maybe she's still living there, but not too far from the uh, the coast. Hmm. I really like uh, Amsterdam. I mean, I just that's just a
2: great place to visit. Really cool city. I've been there a few times, and it's you know, I mean, aside from all the prostitution and the, all of that, it's <laughs> yeah. just. It's just something about it. Well, the just, canals, right? Yeah,
1: and the bikes. Yeah, that's something I really want to do: is go over there and uh, you know get a bike, or even take my bike and ride mm-hmm. from from Holland over to Belgium, and mm-hmm. just yep. and they have around. bike trails. You don't even have to go on, pay bike trails. You don't even have to go on the on
2: any kind of road, you know, with cars. That's great, Dylan. Do you you've been to Europe, haven't you?
0: Not uh, when I was a little little kid. I think under ten. I went a few times with, with radio name. station events, and uh, I remember, I remember going to Amsterdam when I was like whatever it was nine or ten the last time, and it kind of creeping me out. <laughs> maybe just because I just it was so everything is so old, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I and I think it was maybe it was like a stormy day, and everything was old, and like moss was growing on it, mm-hmm. and there's vines crawling up the walls, and then me being from the desert in Utah, like it was just. It was a weird, otherworldly experience. You can
1: feel history there, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. You just
0: and- and I think, and I'm sure you told me about you know, you prostitutes and there's you can do
2: drugs here. And no, da, da. I didn't. I, I wouldn't have told you that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
2: think. yeah.
0: I mean, look, look at how guarded you were. Might have you were. heard you
1: talking in
2: the other room. <laughs> hey,
0: where are we going to? The- <laughs> yeah, maybe you were talking about it on the radio. Yeah, because I mean, you were super guarded telling me those stories today. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that is that is something I'll never forget. Like just that moment in Amsterdam, being like, uh, "Shit, I gotta." It. It's like a panic attack, Maybe my first panic attack.
2: Here's what I remember about taking Dylan to Amsterdam. Amsterdam uh, has – this is the first time i would ever had it, but it has great Indonesian food because of all this the was in right. Indonesian immigrants. No, this was in Amsterdam, son. Okay. Um,
0: I'm not going to fight with you. Whatever.
2: Uh, it's one, we, we went to this uh, Indonesian restaurant uh, that has what they call Reichstaffel. Rice table, mm-hmm. but it's it's when you have the full rice stoffel, they bring out just all of these different dishes, you know, small plates, yeah, and they bring them out a, a lot of them together, and then they keep coming and Dutch tapas or, or Indonesian tapas, Indonesian tapas kind yeah. of, yeah, and it's there's a lot of peanut sauces and um, oh man, I just love it, it's so tasty, and Dylan was starving to death and would not eat any of it. What do you think it was? You, I kept saying fish. It's, yeah. I thought, I I thought kept the saying, chicken was fish. Yeah. It, this is just chicken, son. I think there might have been some fish things in there, but this is just chicken. You Wouldn't a, eat it. You have a fear of fish? I don't like to eat fish. Wouldn't eat it. Wouldn't eat it. I man. And he's starving to death. And we're walking back to the hotel, and he's starving to death. And whining and crying about it, and I'm just getting madder and madder. And then we, so we pass this place, and it's there's, there. It's a hot dog, uh, uh, place. A little like a little hole in the, the wall. Twinkle place. in Dylan's
1: eyes. You tell this story. <gasps> hot, hot, hot dog, <laughs> hot,
0: hot dog. <laughs> God damn it! All right, I'll get you, goddamn hot. dog. He was so mad. Oh man, I was mad. He grabbed my
2: hand and like get jerked in here. me
0: across the. <laughs> get
2: a goddamn hot dog! All of this beautiful food that you wouldn't eat. Man, it made me mad. Was it the best hot dog you ever had? The
0: best hot dog I ever yeah, had. Yeah,
2: yeah. What about the hot dog at, by the uh, uh, Eiffel Tower, though?
0: I didn't like it because it was strong bread. They, it was a French baguette with a hot dog in it,
2: and it was too hard to chew. Oh, it was delicious. Strong bread. Yeah, He doesn't like strong bread. <laughs> he I likes white, pe- soft, soft white bread. bread. Soft white bread.
0: I just want people to know that. This isn't as true now as it was then. I would enjoy the chicken and peanut sauce, yeah, toppish stuff, and and I would. I'm sure I would I think enjoy. You
2: were about seven when that happened. Yeah, fourth it, grade, it, I think. Yeah, it's, it was a uh, highly suspicious time of food at that age. Yeah, huh? yeah. tell you the uh, that hot dog at the Eiffel Tower though. The, what was really cool about it is that it was a like a big like a foot long hot dog. Yeah. And they would take a baguette, and there was this big, there was a big metal pole sticking up, a round pole. And they take the baguette and just slam it down
1: on the pole to hollow it out. I've seen some guy do that in the avenues, at the Avenue Street Fair. There's a guy that does oh, those really? French uh, dogs. He, he hollows out the uh, thing yeah, and drops and the, drop hot the, hot the hot dog in, in there. In there. Yeah.
2: Let's do it. Let's go. God, I've you know i avoided the Avenue Street Fair. I'm going to have to go
1: now. I saw him last year up there. God, they're delicious. Yeah. All I, right. They're great.
0: Can I make up for my paris incident by eating one in the avenues sure okay
1: All right. with a beret <laughs> yeah
0: oh never mind i'm out i have a fear of berets brad i can't <laughs> i can't do it i won't wear a beret you can't make
2: me they make him look short
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh bad do any, bread do you have any stories just quickly about uh your mother in europe you
2: took her a couple of times god anything oh uh, just what a just a you took your mom to europe Yeah, a couple. uh, When I was a
0: baby, they took her. I think mainly to watch me. You know.
2: Oh, so so my mom and and her husband, uh, uh, my stepfather Warren, uh, and they, Jesus God, (laughs) they they took so fucking much luggage. Oh
1: well, yeah. Oh my older people, and
2: it was me. Like uh, I spent the whole goddamn trip (laughs) humping their luggage into trains and out of trains and into the. Oh man! Anyway, so but they they had a great. She had a great time. She loved it. She loved it. She they, she we would be doing stuff, radio stuff and around, and they, it was fun. They would she and Warren would get a, wherever we were. They would go on a bus tour. You know, they'd get the yeah. bus tour and you know it was just so you could sit on a nice air conditioned coach and you know watch look at things and have somebody explain to you what's going on. She loved all that. Yeah. There you go. That, that's my mom right there. So that's from her funeral. Oh. I don't know how old she was Beautiful in Beautiful eyes. Picture. Yeah. I don't know how old she was in that picture. She was a Wheelwright, huh? Nola, yeah. Yep. Nola Marie Wheelwright. Yep. yep. Uh, anything else? I'm done.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Um, mm. Happy Mother's Day, everybody.
2: Yeah. Uh, listen to Bad Brad Wheeler while you can on KRCL. God bless you. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Remember, we all came from a mom, right? Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, it's this is a difficult thing you'll that you'll experience someday,
1: you know, and it's. it's I've rough. seen my mom go through it with her mom, mm-hmm. and I feel it a little bit with my grandma. But yeah, you know, there's nothing uh, like the bond between you and your mom.
2: It's you know what's really funny too is that I don't, I never, you know, just like I don't, I didn't get all broken up. My sister, you know, just went pieces and uh, over my mom's death and that, you know, and, and I felt like I didn't, but do you feel like she's It's just every once in a while? No, I don't. You don't feel like she's with me somehow. No, I don't. I don't.
1: I feel like my grandma is. Mm. And so much. You think your grandma's with me? I think she's with me. (laughs) Oh, I think she's with me a lot. Like (laughs) I do feel like there's something like I can just tell at certain times, like I can feel somebody behind me going. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right, Brad. Or no, that's not right, Brad. Or you know, mm-hmm.
2: well, I'm, I mean, I know that uh, I, I I recognize the influence she had on my life and like certain things that I do.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I go, oh yeah, that's what, that, my mother is responsible for that. I mean, what I said, I wrote this obituary, and I think it says right at the end of it, uh, "Mom, whatever is good in us came from
1: you." So that's what I, I think that's yeah. beautiful. I, I. Feel the same about myself with my mom,
2: and I don't. uh, So I never really broke up, but every once in a while, I just something will trigger a thing, and I'll just go, God, I really miss my mom. Yeah, I can't call her up, or you
1: know.
0: Do you think if you would have like just had a big breakdown, that it would be different now? Like if you would have just got all that out in like one giant temper tantrum,
2: like yeah, I don't know.
0: You have some built up. If you're a therapist could uh, build a call. I don't know. We're gonna talk through this mother there's, stuff.
2: I mean, you know, there's still stuff in there that's kind of unresolved. Sure, but that's that's okay. That's yeah,
1: that's all right. That's being human. Yeah, well, right. and maybe you've. You, I mean, that's it. Maybe you just realize the circle of life and for what it is. You know. Yeah. But but your but your point is right. I mean, we only have limited time on this earth with, with each other, so we should make the most of it yeah. and let the people that you love know it. Yeah, I try not. I try not to have regrets about.
2: Oh, I didn't. You know, she was up in Ogden. I lived down here in Salt Lake, and you know, I didn't get up there enough to see her. You know, I try. I try not to regret that, but be, you know, right? There's no point in that. Mm-mm. There's no point in just kind of, you know, beating yourself up about it. So, you know, I just miss her sometimes. Well, we should probably stop. Okay. Okay. Is that it? Brad, I'm glad you were here. Yeah. It's always fun Thanks and for great to hang out. out and see you guys. Yeah, Thanks Brad, for having me. Brad was not uh, scheduled to be with us on this, but he was here today, yeah. and so whatever. Cool. Uh, Let's hang else? out more often. All yeah. right. All right. That's it. Um, I wish the microphones wouldn't cut out like that.
0: It's, it's actually not. It's the headphone thing.
2: Oh, okay. Good. They're not going to hear what I'm hearing. No, it'll sound better. <laughs> okay, good.
0: <laughs> I mean, it won't be more what they hear won't be more entertaining unfortunately than what we've heard, yeah. but it'll uh, the, quality more fidelity, of, yeah. the quality the quality of the fidelity sound will be there. a little bit
2: gotcha. Yeah. Okay, uh, anyway, that's it uh, for the double shot. Uh, Let's Go Eat Show. Uh, Keep listening. I think next time you hear it, we're going to have the Bagley boys on. That's right. Uh, Will and Pat
1: together. Did you see what happened to Pat the other day? No. He had two blood clots in his lung. They saved his life at the University of Utah Hospital uh, yesterday or the day before. Maybe we're not going to have the Bagley. Well, he's out of the hospital. but Well, I just want to say God bless the University of Utah Nurses Week. And I think Pat Bagley will say the same. They saved his life the other day. Hmm. Yeah, I well, better. we got now we got something to talk about, and <laughs> I was Will is, what we we're going to talk to him about. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Will, his brother? I've seen him uh, talk down to like Ken Sanders. He's the historian. He yeah. knows so and that guy, he's like a he's like the what's the the stranger in the Big Lebowski, right? He could just be the narrator. <laughs> yeah, his voice is a fantastic voice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so
2: we'll have them both on. I hope ne- next yeah. next time. All right, thanks. <laughs>
0: Broadway Media Podcast Network.